the first time I meet them, I want to make sure that when I leave, I leave them with a good feeling about things rather than, you know, guys, said he'd be here for an hour. He was here for two hours, you know. So then if I try to see them again, it's like, oh no, we'd be here ages. Welcome back to the interview podcast on the Y Milbank Podcast Network from Milbank, South Dakota. I'm Craig Weinberg. YMilbank.com. It's where you can find all about the network that we have here, what we do, the shows that come out of this studio, and how you can support it. If you go to ymilblink.com, click on the podcast button, there's a donate option there. Click on that button, and you get to choose the level of value that you get out of the show to help support it and make it better. Everything is appreciated and very helpful, so thank you so much for supporting it. Thank you for taking the time to listen and to share this out to your friends and your family. Today on the show, we have a wonderful guest that I am so pleased to get. Um, Glenn Dewis from Devon, UK is with us, uh, all the way from across the the pond, as they say. Glenn Dewis of glendewis.com. Uh, Glenn Dewis, uh, the man behind the 3945 Portraits Project, 3945portraits.com. Glendewis.com is the website. All over the social media is at Glendewis. That's G-L-Y-N-D-E-W-I-S. I hope you enjoyed this show. I had a blast uh, getting to know Glenn a little bit and talking about uh, why he does what he does and what it's uh, like li- living near the, <laughs> the wooded areas and the coast. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed the show. Thank you so much for listening and staying with us this time. Enjoy. Glenn Dewis, thank you for joining the the interview show. Um, This is a treat for me uh, to have the chance to sit down, uh, weirdly, from across the world (laughs) with you. Uh, Welcome to the interview. Thank you very much. Wonders of technology. It's like we're in the same room, isn't it? Isn't it amazing? And I was worried a little bit that we'd have some latency, but I just can't hardly see any. You know, we're, we're doing all right, considering where I am, which is in the middle of nowhere in the UK, and the internet's... It's holding up. I'm impressed. Holding up. I'm impressed. Uh, let's go back to the beginning for you. Um, okay. <laughs> I, I, fa- I found you um, searching around the YouTube space several years ago, and it must have been prior mm-hmm. to 14 um, because I know I went to uh, Adobe Max in 2015, and I, um, I, I specifically went in there. Uh, one of the classes was with Aaron Blaze. And I, oh, yeah. I learned about him because of you. <laughs> so I know I found you way before that. Um, uh-huh. How in the world did you get started in the um, Photoshop, photography, editing, uh, education world? How did that start for you? Do you know, it's, it's, that's a good question. That's not what I've been asked, I don't think, in the past, really, but, which is kind of weird. Um, I, uh, I, I kind of started out just purely on my own. You know, at the time I had a, another full-time job and I was doing it like most people, just tampering and what have you. Uh, I then moved over and I started to get quite good at the editing. I then started to do the editing full-time. Uh, but I, one thing I've always done is I've always like kind of read blogs and studied and all that kind of stuff. And there was mm-hmm. one blog in particular, Scott Kelby's blog going back years ago. Yep. Um, I was always following it and always, always reading his posts and what have you. It's like a, you know, like a ritual for the a morning ritual, reading his latest post, mm-hmm. but rather than just reading it, 
I always commented and it wasn't a, it wasn't a cheesy comment. It was like a proper, Oh, I really enjoyed that. And then you'd kind of like put a thought in or whatever. Um, and then completely out of the blue, literally completely out of the blue, Scott Kelby uh, contacted me. Really? And I remember, yeah, it was completely out of the blue. I mean, there was a few, there was a bit of interaction going backwards and forth in the chat room. Uh, sorry, on the, on the actual comments section of his blog. Mm-hmm. I remember that. And then a couple of things on social media. And then I remember, I'll never forget this one time. I'd, I'd went to, I decided to go to Photoshop World. I'm, I'm, I went on my own, didn't know anybody in, in the States at all. This is going back years now. And then really enjoyed it. And a few years later, I, I remember being distinctly being sat in a coffee shop in the UK. And I don't know how it happened, but my phone rings. And I'm like, okay, answer the phone. And it's Scott Kelby. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, this is, this is a bit weird. And I'm, I'm in a busy coffee shop, uh-huh. right? Busy coffee shop. And he says to me, he says, uh, Glenn, is it, you, um, you're coming to Photoshop World this year? And I was going, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I really do plan to be there. He said, oh, fantastic. He said, will you teach for us? Are you serious? <laughs> Seriously, just straight out like, will you teach for us? I went, um, I kid you not, this is as true as I'm sat in front of you on the screen now. I went, hold on a second. And I put the phone to my chest. And in a busy coffee shop, I went, fucking hell. Really, really loud. I was like, oh, my God. <clears throat> composed nice. yeah that'd be great yeah he said fantastic i'll get my my pag and i'll get to get all the details over to you thanks <laughs> wow <laughs> serious did that really happen it was just just bizarre so that's kind of how it started but um so clearly yeah, you, he said I mean, he'd been you, following me for a while and that was it so you had i mean w- when did you say you know i'm gonna start recording myself doing this and putting it out there how did that start um that started pretty much when I started, because one of the things I kind of uh, did from the start was I, I started a blog literally from day one. And the reason for that wasn't because I was I was thinking long term, oh, I've got to get loads of followers mm-hmm. and all that stuff. It was literally a a thing that I committed myself to do. Say, right, I will write a blog post every Wednesday or, or every Friday. I forget which day it was now. And that was my thing that forced me in the week to get out and get content. Mm. That's all I did it for. So I had to have something to post about on that Friday or that Wednesday or whatever. Now, my only audience at the time was probably my wife. Do you know what I mean? She was the only one looking at my blog, (laughs) but I didn't care. It was just me getting out there. And that just started. I don't think these things just happened, don't they? They just kind of started Mm -hmm. to just grow. A few people started, friends started looking at it. Other people started looking at it and it kind of went from there. But I never just posted, oh, here's a picture how I've done. It was always from day one. Here's a picture I've done. Here's how I did it. Right. So, because I've always liked that kind mm-hmm. of, I've always liked the, the the teaching and the sharing side of things. So, yeah. Um, I I met a guy the other day that I interviewed, uh, Chris Dickinson from. Uh, <clears throat> geez, I think it's Chris Dick. Oh man, I, that's terrible. I hope I didn't get that wrong. Sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and his his Instagram is phenomenal because his uh, all of his photos that he takes he puts in as basically metadata in the comment settings gear used now me as the photo nerd i love that because it's not Uh that i that's the formula that works perfect it's cool now i know what his thought was kind of going into that yeah yeah and so that's fun um have you been a photographer for a long time no, I've been at the in the editing side of things, the retouching side of things, longer than I was the photographer. Uh, and I for used who? To do, Just I got, for yourself. I, I, 
well, it was mainly for myself. I was freelance, but then I started to get work for a couple of agencies. One of them was uh, Red Bee Media, based in London, and I started doing a few jobs for uh, TV work for like the BBC and for Sky, and I was mm. doing doing that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. which was and I really enjoyed it. Really did enjoy it. Um, but then it kind of just got to the stage when I just started to think that there's got to be more to it than this. You know, I mean, there's you know that people seeming to think there's a make it look great button in photoshop and i was like I've, right. i want to see it from capture through to the to, mm-hmm. to the end so um and also i guess as well as i wanted to have a little bit of longevity i wanted to be in the in the the business for a long time mm-hmm. and i was seeing a lot of developments within photoshop and and plugins and things like that which were kind of getting people by um so i thought i've got to go to move to the photography side of it and that's kind of what i did i moved over and i've never been taught as such i've always kind of just literally just absorbing as much as i can from all different places which we can get to quite easily nowadays you know with online books conferences (laughs) Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff so i reckon i've been a photographer but if i don't use the word professional craig it's always a working photographer um like a doctor you're you're in practice all the time yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) i reckon I don't know. It's scary, actually, because time goes by so quick. If I if I just said ten years, mm-hmm. I don't know, ten years in the in the whole industry, fourteen, fifteen years, something like that. Okay. How, how did I you start in the off. How did you start in the design world or the edit world? I mean, were you? Okay, that uh, was, that's that computers. Do you know, do you know, it's, it's just kind of weird how things happen. It was um, because I was out there sharing stuff. I forget if it was before or after. I'd taught at Photoshop World. I can't quite remember, but I'm I was contacted uh, by Adobe to do an event in London. There was a, it wasn't the Creative Cloud, but it was a big launch that Adobe had, mm-hmm. and they were filming it over an entire week. So they had TV studio in London. There was stuff going on. We'd been into film pre-recorded stuff mm-hmm. uh, about this new kind of big sweet thing that Photoshop and Adobe were having, and on the, the last day. Um, it was a live day. So there was me and a few other people on a pa- on a panel. There was a photographer and videographer from the Blue Planet, which was like a, a nature thing, which oh, yeah. was just incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a few other people. And one of them was a lady from Red Bee Media. And she sat next to me. Now, there was a live audience in the, in the studio as well, which people were watching as it was all going on. They were asking questions. And this one woman, just she just went for me like you wouldn't believe because I was the editor. You know, I mean, I was the guy. I was the guy that made people thinner and caused right. problems in the world and stuff like that. So she went for me. Oh, but like like lady, bad. She was attacking. Oh, you. proper. Oh, oh, mate, proper, proper, proper. Which, yeah, I, you could just see everybody else squirming, thinking, mm. "Oh, this is uncomfortable." Uh, but anyway, because of that, <laughs> I, I had a really good relationship with this woman next to me. Really good friends. You know, we we made friends, and she just happened to contact me when she had a job come in, and it kind of just went from there. Wow. So. Yeah, I get just right place, right time, I guess. But yeah. So since you're, I'm not going to say you're new to the photography world. um, Do you have a genre that you stay within now? Are you like a a photographer? People, anyone can come order from or? uh, No, no, I don't. um, I'm, I'm a, I'm a portrait photographer. I don't do weddings, don't do families, don't do events and specifically portraits. Mm -hmm um and i've kind of stepped back from being paid specifically for doing the portraits because i've kind of had projects that have taken over mm-hmm. which is this uh this veterans project i've been working I on. i mean it's just a small but then, one. just a small project 
<laughs> yeah, so which has I wanna, grown. I want to talk about yeah. that because that is phenomenal what you're doing there. So, well, thank well, you. But work has come from that. Okay. And you know, there's so much I've learned over the last couple of years or so from doing that project. And one of them is that if you go out there to do something, genuinely wanting to do it, do it for that reason. Don't do it with the idea that if I do that, then this will happen. Ah. Because invariably it won't. I didn't plan for this project to get as big as it has, mm -hmm. but it has gone really, really well. But then I've got work from that mm. unexpectedly. So, yeah. That's fantastic. Uh, well, go. let's... You also have a new book that's coming out you just finished. Um, yeah, yeah. Which, again, is mind-blowing to me because of the time and detail you have to go into. To be able to, to explain on paper mm. the complexities of Photoshop, is an art in and of itself yeah you kind of you do when you when you are starting to put pen to paper literally mm -hmm. pen to paper you kind of it makes you realize the stuff that you take for granted yeah and you know what i mean little things that we we do day-to-day -day in photoshop that we would consider basics are not to, basic. we have to remember they're not basics for somebody just starting out yeah. so you really and when you go when you strip it back and start to write it so that it's understandable for somebody who's literally just kind of either starting out or has known it for a while, you then start to learn more stuff. I mean, when I was writing the book, I found myself diving into places I maybe hadn't done mm -hmm. and thinking, I've used this filter loads, but what on earth does that do? And you go, <laughs> oh my, wow. Yeah. And then, I, which was great because I learned more and discovered more, but was also a bit annoying because it meant I hadn't finished writing. There's more to write because I was finding more as I was going along. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> so it, let's talk about your process when you put together a book like this are you yeah. um are you filming things just to record them are you audio recording and talking notes down um are you sitting there with a blank canvas in photoshop and then trying things and then notating what you're doing how does that work no it's very when you when you come to write the book it's very much um it's very, very planned as to what content's going to go into there. So my, my process is um, with the publishers that I've got, Rocky Nook, who are based in San Francisco, when we, when we speak to each other saying, look, I think, I think I might have another book idea. Mm -hmm. So I'll then get like, um, there's an app I use on the Mac called MindNode, which is where I'll put like the title in the middle of the screen and then I have all these like lines going off it with boxes with what I think will be the content um then we have a meeting we talk about it yeah kind of like that then i'll send over like a proposal to say right i imagine the title's this chapter one would have this chapter two would have this and so on and so on and so on so when it comes to writing the book i've kind of i know what book what pictures are going to mm, be in there okay. and i will literally just just write it the content that's in that book i don't you know i'll have the images on the screen i'll work on them from scratch again mm -hmm. um but I don't, I don't certainly don't record myself doing anything. It's literally step by step by step. It's quite a lengthy process. Um, it, it, in fact, as you're writing it as well, you're not just writing it down. You're then having to put it into a template that they like you to have to say, oh, this is a heading. This is a side uh, note. Right. This is a, you know, all that kind of stuff as well. So, mm -hmm. And then you don't um, lay the book out. Is that correct? They do all that? You no, just no, get content? I don't, do you know what? Fair play to them because I... I I don't know. My editor's a girl called Jocelyn, and I, she's just incredible. How she can decipher what I write is incredible. <laughs> I, I literally write it, yeah, and then you just upload it to them, and it's a case of over to you guys. 
So then the editor will then proofread it and then you mm -hmm. get edits back with notes on to say, what do you mean by this? Or, or maybe you've missed an image here or, or whatever, or suggested changes. And mm -hmm. then it goes to the page layout and all, all there's, there's about six people assigned to you when you, when you're writing the book, it's a really well-oiled machine. It really is. Um, did you, yeah. did you go after, uh, a publisher or did they come to you? Um, well, again, <laughs> I, um, we were at Photoshop world the one time and there's a couple of guys we'd got to know me and David got to know them purely from being on the instructor side of things. Mm -hmm. Cause these guys, two guys called, um, uh, Ted way and Scott Cowling, who used to work at peach pit press. Okay. Uh, and in the evening time, after you've had all the teaching sessions, invariably mm -hmm. there's a number of different parties that different groups will organize. And there was a, there was a, uh, peach pit had organized this kind of evening drink session so we kind of went with them got to know them a bit better and then the following uh photoshop world i'd already been thinking that i possibly have got a book in me so we went to this bar this sports bar we're all sat around this table with these huge beers and i literally did something like on the uh, like on um we have dragon's den over oh, here yeah. when mm -hmm. you do a you pitch. just pitch it to yeah, them so yeah. i literally did that we're all sat there having drinks and nibbles and i said right this is what I think. And I stood up from the table and I did a, I did a, a proposal about what I thought the book was. And they went, yeah, like it. Wow. I was like, Oh, okay. All right. So then, <laughs> then the, then the process kicks in, you get back home and you send over what you think the content will be. Mm -hmm. and, and, and away it went. Yeah. That's fascinating. Yeah. Um, but I I'd wanted to do it for ages, but I'd held off. I, I had held off. Do you know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. my, in fact, that's, I think that's probably the only time I've ever approached. And bear in mind, I got to know them. I was getting to know them quite well as friends anyway. That's the only time I've ever approached a company mm -hmm. or something. Cause my kind of way of thinking is that I'd rather a company approach me. Right. Because rather than going cap in hand saying, please, can I work with you? You know what I mean? I don't, <laughs> I don't want to do any of that. I'd rather somebody say, we want to work yeah. with you. Right. Uh, but with the books, it was different. So, hmm. What was your motivation to start documenting uh, World War II veterans? Oh, how long you got? <laughs> <laughs> it was, um, it kind of, long story short, I, it started off with me just doing a project on wanting to photograph people who were interesting rather than me photographing models. Okay. Because I've never really been somebody who likes photographing models. It just seems so... I don't know, false, and uh, it just wasn't me. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Having to think of a styling and posing and all, I just, I was never any good at that. I wanted to just photograph real characters, real people. So um, I went to, go to, went to the cinema, saw a film, which was like a comedy about World War II. It's, going, it's a remake of a series we used to have on TV over here in the UK. Uh, and when I saw it, I just, I loved the characters. I remember speaking to a friend of mine, to say I'd love to photograph people like that. Mm -hmm. He then told me about a reenactment group who were local to where I used to live. I got in touch with them, started photographing them, which was just fantastic. And then it was while I was doing that and really enjoying it, that it just kind of came to me. I thought, do you know one thing I'd ultimately love to do? My ultimate would be able to photograph World War II veterans. I've always had that interest in history of you know the World mm -hmm. War II anyway. But I just thought that, to be able to photograph a real veteran and give them a print yeah. at no cost to them, something that I wanted to do is my way of saying thank you. That mm -hmm. would be the ultimate. And kind of that, that was my motivation purely to, to kind of, it sounds really corny, Craig, but I wanted to get my camera 
to um, perform a service almost. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Rather than just being, mm-hmm. oh, that's nice, that's good, and whatever. No, I want this to actually do something good um, because photography was, I was loving it. Well, no, no, wrong. I was enjoying it, <laughs> yeah. but I wasn't loving it. Mm. Now I'm loving it because it's taken on a whole new kind of dimension. Now, this series you did, I, I followed your um, your social medias as you've gone through when you were first starting this process. Um, you've yeah. got a humongous umbrella to one side, and that's it in a backdrop. And me as the, you know, the lighting guy that I, I think that I want to be, you know, I'm always trying to play with different <laughs> different light sources and how that works. Yeah, um, yeah. I love the result of that one light. Is that still, is that mm-hmm. how you did that entire series? Absolutely, yeah, because it's got, because it is a series, there's got to be a um, a recognizable mm-hmm. style across all of it. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? You want people to be able to say, oh, that's from that that project, isn't it? Um, so that was that was a there was two reasons really why I went for that particular one light style using an octa like 135 centimeter octa, which is what is that 50 odd inches? I'm not too sure. I, I think somewhere in that um, region. Some, somewhere in that region. But <laughs> yeah. it, there was two reasons for it. Number one was because if you know I, I kind of looked in the style of pictures from the 40s and the mm-hmm. 30s and what have you, and they were really simplistic. They were classic. They were beautiful, but they were simplistic. And it was invariably one light a lot of the times. One of my favorite photographers, Annie Leibovitz, one light. Yeah. Unless she's doing a huge, you know, elaborate thing for Vanity Fair or whatever. So that was my motivation, first of all, for for using the one light. But also, on a practical side of things, knowing that I'd be going into these veterans' homes where space was going to be limited, Mm -hmm. I needed to make sure that my footprint that I had when I was in there was, was minimal. So backdrop one light um no cables you know everything to be wireless because obviously if you've got cables around and you've got right. somebody who is elderly mm-hmm. there's all kinds of issues so yeah it was it, it was keeping it classic but also keeping it simple yeah and and it, i mean the results are gorgeous was there any hesitation from the veterans themselves about letting you in to do that no that no there wasn't and um but that that wasn't something that came straight away, I'll be honest with you, because initially when I kind of wanted to photograph a veteran, I didn't know any, which was an obvi- obvious stumbling block. So um, I found a, uh, a, a, web, um, a group on Facebook mm-hmm. called the Normandy Veterans Family and Friends. Okay. And I, po- I they let me join. It was a private group, but they let me join, which was incredible. Like just out of the but blue? Yeah, completely out of the blue. I, I think I, I think I did say, look, my granddad was in the military. He was okay. in Normandy. Blah, and they said, I'll join. That was it. So then I did like a post basically to explain, look, this is who I am. Mm-hmm. And this is what I want to do. And here's links to who I am in case they thought, who is this weirdo? Do you know what I mean? You know, he, oh, he, that's him. I can see what he looks like right. now. And God, he is a weirdo. No, but then I kind of, <laughs> I, I did that there. But then I said, when I, when I look back to what I actually wrote, it sounded really odd to say, look, what I want to do is, could you introduce me to veterans <laughs> so I can go to their homes and photograph them? Which is basically saying, can anybody out there right. introduce me to some very old people so I can go <laughs> so to their I can come house. into their house, but, right? I mean, you can imagine you think you're not, a, no way, Jose, not a chance. You know what I mean? But thankfully, there was one lady who did, and I won't say trust me, I'd say tested me out. Okay. Um, and so she contacted me said i do know a veteran one that she was incredibly close to Mm -hmm. who used to be um in the glider pilot regiment the army air corps so he flew a horse a glider um amazing so she kind of said i'll arrange the time and date and what have you so she did that and i met her there Mm. um 
And I think she was there really great to kind of just say, right, who are you for a start off? Right. And how, how do you present yourself? Are you respectful? And so on and so mm-hmm. forth. Um, and the veterans world being the way it is with the families, if you do do right by somebody, that spreads. Really? But equally, if you don't do right by somebody, that, <laughs> that will spread. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. it was the fact that one person tested me out mm-hmm. and we got on like a house on fire and it went well. Then it was much easier then because she was then passing names to me. She was speaking to veterans saying, look, he's a good guy. This is what he's done. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of grew from there. So there's a lot of trust involved for obvious reasons. Right. <clears throat> um, In your quest to you know, to go wireless, did you find, mm. I mean, it, when did you start this, this project? Like when you were in there doing this, was it a year ago? No. Wow. No, or obviously farther. on lockdown now for you. I've not been able to touch oh, anything. Oh, but, um, oh no, I, I, I didn't, been... I don't count 2020. <laughs> no. All right. Okay. Let's, let's erase <laughs> right. 2020. So two, um, year and a half, okay. I think about a year and a half ish, maybe just over a year and a half, because I know that we had the exhibition at the end of 19 going mm. into 20. Okay um so yeah so, yeah i'll say about that kind of time so w- was there good uh battery powered options at the time I-, I know nowadays there's i mean it's crazy the battery light strobe options that are out there was that yeah, yeah you yeah. know the, the nerd side of me was that um hard yeah, to find at the yeah time? pretty much it was it was pretty easy to keep things keep things wireless in fact at the time the only wireless side of things i was doing was shooting tethered Mm, okay um so yeah that was the only thing and now even now that's changed with the air direct because i've mm-hmm. got the, the tether tools air direct so i can shoot straight to the laptop and it is instant okay you know, th- that was my question because i've heard wow. some people have latency there is it pretty is it pretty tight i do you know i don't and the thing really? is i don't know you see my reason for shooting tethered may be different to somebody else's it's it's so other i can tell at the time mm-hmm. nice and big is are we on the money? Is yep. it good and what have you? So I will always send JPEGs from the camera straight to the straight to the laptop. And Craig, I can literally just press it. I look at the laptop and bang it there. there. I don't really. Do you know what I mean? The, so the RAWs are on the on the memory card, nice mm-hmm. and safe. The JPEGs go to the laptop. Fantastic. That's all I need. Okay, um, so you're not pushing a RAW so, file over that. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, that 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 mm-hmm. is a blessing now especially because now the whole setup when i resume this which i will be able to uh in the, in the coming months i'm sure uh <laughs> there is no wires mm-hmm. at all so i'm shooting from the camera to the laptop wireless That's so cool my lighting wireless mm-hmm. and really portable using the i use westcott stuff so it's really portable the backdrop really portable so it's the ideal kind of on location kit for me so mm-hmm. Uh, have you jumped into the the uh, mirrorless world yet? I have, yeah, yeah, yeah. I shoot Where? Sony, so Ooh. I'm a. a but, but do you know what? And it's um, I started out using Nikon when I first got you know started oh, that's uh, taking photos. I was a Nikon, and I loved it. The Nikon D two hundred. I mean, proper geeky. I loved the sound of it. That's yeah, how geeky. That's I was. true. Yeah. Yeah. So then I moved over to Canon and there was a reason I moved to Canon. And that was because at the time mm-hmm. when I was shooting tethered with the Nikon, it would only appear if you plug the camera into the laptop, the back of the camera was just black. That was it. Oh. You had to keep looking at the laptop. So I actually started doing workshops then. So I was having to get up and down all the time off the floor to see what the screen was like. 
So that was kind of irritating. So then I moved to Canon, where I could see it both on the back mm -hmm. and on. I mean, that sounds a ridiculous reason to change systems, well, doesn't it? <laughs> but it was fit for purpose. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was fit for purpose. Yeah. Now, the Sony side of things came in um, because when I was editing my pictures, I was noticing after a while, I'm bearing in mind, I loved Canon. Absolutely loved it. I got nothing against it at all. I loved it. Loved the menus, the feel of it, everything. But I've got to have kit that's fit for purpose. Yep. When I was editing, the way I was editing, I was getting breakdown in the shadow areas. I was starting to see artifacts when I was color grading my images. Mm. And then a friend of mine sent me over a Sony file and said, just have a go with that. Just see what you think. So this Sony file, which was from an A7R2, I think it was at the time, put it into the computer and I completely battered this file. And I still didn't get any breakdown. I was really? like, oh, I like it. That's, that's mm -hmm. good. So it wasn't a case of just, you know, knee-jerk reactions jumping from one system to another i knew that that system just for that reason alone mm -hmm. was going to suit me what i did right um but i was never going to approach sony and it was only a year and a half ago now i mean i i i got rid of all my kit and i purchased it all myself all my kit my own money um but i always wanted to have a connection with sony but i would never approach them but it just so happens about a year or so ago now i was in london i was um I judged the British Army Photography Awards and they had a fantastic evening that was, you know, this wine and champagne kind of evening. All the companies were there and Sony were there, a guy called Mark Baber. And I was walking one way, he was walking towards me and he says, we need to speak. Oh, that's fantastic. Like, yeah, yeah. And I said, well, I'm glad you said that. I said, because I was never going to speak to you unless you spoke to me. Wow. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and kind of went from there. So, so what do you shoot? Then? Like I said before, I didn't want to go. Oh, don't go cap in hand. Yeah. Um, I'm shooting now, uh, A7R4, and I love it. I mean, it, it definitely does machine, what I it? need it to do. Mm -hmm. It's it's just the way I shoot because I'm never I'm never behind the camera. Never, I'm always above the camera or to the side, whatever. I never go mm -hmm. behind the camera, and I can just trust that camera to do what I want it to do, which is to lock on. Um, you know, I'm never kind of checking, thinking, oh, has it worked? Has it worked? I just know it's going to work. Hmm. So I kind of, I, I used to, you know, there was a time, I'm sure with everybody, where you kind of stress out about the technicals. Mm -hmm. I don't really now give it a thought. And that's because with certainly with this project, I've done that setup over and over and over again. I'm, right. I'm very comfortable with it and I can adapt to where I am with it. There's always more to learn, of course, but I'm, I'm comfortable with it. Mm -hmm. So the technicals, that can kind of get, I know what's happening there. The most important thing is engaging and contact, keeping, you know, getting a connection with the person I'm photographing. That's the, the biggest thing that's come from doing this project that has turned my photography on its head, completely turned it on its head. So how, what kind of friendships have you like made that are, oh, that, that are, mate, that are with, real? With this project? Yeah, with this project. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this project is way more than photography. It's, mm. it's, the photography is just an essential part of it but it's not the be all and end all. The biggest thing about all this is, and I don't care how corny it sounds, um, it really is about relationships and friendships and stuff because you're not gonna, I didn't wanna be the, the person that kind of went in, got what he wanted, never to be seen again. Right. Do you know what I mean? There's way more to it than that. You know, I've got too much respect for these people for that. But you know, everybody else I've met has been just wonderful. Every experience I've had with every veteran has been a positive experience. It's been lovely. But it's only human nature that you connect mm -hmm. with some people more than others. That's just the way that life is. Um, and there's three men in particular, in fact, probably one in particular, uh, that I became incredibly close to. I mean, he was like 
he was like my granddad. This guy said, you know, on more than one occasion would say to me, like, you're more of a, you know, you're like a son to me, you are. Wow. And this guy was just phenomenal. I mean, he was just, but I was really nervous when I first met him because of who he was and what he'd done. You know, this was a Spitfire pilot, oh, a man. Spitfire ace, a squadron leader. And I was like, this is unbelievable. But wow, we got on so well, mm. so incredibly well. We were very, very close. So when these vets are bringing their uniforms with all their medals out, um, is that an emotional moment for them to get that back on? Well, do you know, it's, and I've noticed that because I've got a friend in the States who's doing um, a guy called Jeff Reese, who's doing a, a veterans project hmm. and it's called Portraits of Honor over in the States. And I know that there is, there's definitely a different style in the US as opposed to the UK. So in the US, Jeff, you know, if the guys have got their uniforms, if still have them, they will wear them and very proudly so, do you know what I mean? But over in the UK, that doesn't seem to be the thing that's done. Um, so they'll wear their medals on a very nice blazer or suit, but mm -hmm. they never will put their uniform on. In fact, there's only one veteran I photographed who had any, any trace of uniform. Uh, and that's a guy called Jim Hooper. who's a lovely, lovely man. And he had his, his original battle dress that he'd worn when he was like 19, 20 years of age. Wow. And this guy was 97 and it still fitted him like a glove. Mm. Um, but it is, they're very, very humble. Mm -hmm. They put the medals on because they know that we, it's, it's part of what this project is to yeah. show them. But if you gave them the choice of wearing them or not wearing them, I'd probably say 99% of them wouldn't wear them. Mm -hmm. Because they, they're very humble. It's a case of, oh, no, I, I was only doing what I was told to do. And right. anybody would have done it. I mean, incredible. Humility is just incredible. Wow. How much time do you get to spend with these guys? Or did you get to spend with them? Oh, the, well, it's it's kind of, a, I always leave before it feels that, oh, I better get going. Yep. Because one thing I'm really conscious of, certainly on the, the first time I meet them, I want to make sure that when I leave, I leave them with a good feeling about things rather than, you know, God, he said he'd be here for an hour. He was here for two hours. <laughs> right. you know. And, oh. So then if I tried to see them again, it's like, oh, no, we'd be here ages. So you kind of want to do it. It's, it's very much on a case-by-case -case basis. But I would say that the first time I go and see them, I would probably not want to be there more than an hour. Mm -hmm. But then obviously after that, I then go back and I'll give them their print. And then that relationship just develops, you know, and you just, it's like, it's like seeing a really good friend mm -hmm. and you just go back and see them and, and, you know, talk about anything and everything. That's just, that's what the great thing yeah. about it. I have to pinch myself sometimes thinking. <laughs> you get I to just, do this. Just amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just amazing. Honestly, you it's just changed me as a person doing mm. this. It really, really has. That's great. Yeah, it's been it's been the best thing I've ever done. Not just in my photography or you know creative life, just in my life. It's been the best thing I've ever done. Mm -hmm. Um, mm. What, what's their reaction when they see themselves in print? Every single one, I kid you not, has been positive. Really, they've they've all been like, oh, oh, you know. And I think, and that's not me saying, oh, aren't I good? It's just, it's. I think it's just the the process behind it. Mm -hmm. It's it's um that the number one number one they're doing they're having their picture taken not for them. When when they get spoken to about having it done, it's more a case of the onus is taken off them to say, look, this is for your family. Mm -hmm. So then they all want to do it anyway. So they right. they will do it. But yeah, every every single reaction has been good, which is lovely. Uh, and when families see it, you know the reactions are like, "Oh, that is so them." That's so. But cool. this is this is this is something that this project has taught me 
about how to get pictures where you'll get the reaction of, oh, that is so them. Mm -hmm. And that's all because of spending more time talking and having a conversation and getting to know them than taking a picture. Mm -hmm. I, I, you know, I used to think, you know, taking portraits was you go there, you set up, you do this, that and the other. And it it really isn't. I'd say that 80%, if not more of my time on a portrait shoot, is spent sitting down with a cup of tea, talking and chatting about anything and everything. And then that remaining 15, 20% is taking the picture and it's gone. That's it. And it's just carry on talking again. That has made a huge, huge difference to my photography. Wow. Well, I think that's awesome. Where can people find more about that? That whole project? Yeah, that project. Yeah. The project is called, uh, it's called 39 to 45 portraits project. And the website is just 3945portraits.com. And I've had some people say, is that because that's how many, that's how many portraits they are? 3,900. <laughs> it's obviously oh, that, it's for the years. Year, of world. Right, yeah, right. <laughs> Do you know what, Craig? I wish it was, I wish there was that many veterans yeah. to make that kind of number, mm-hmm. but sadly there isn't. Uh, but it's purely for the years of, you know, World War II, 39 to 45 portraits projects. So, well, it, and there's all kinds of stuff on there. There's, yeah. There's portraits, there's videos, there's all kinds of stuff. Because I wanted to use it as a bit of an educational thing as mm-hmm. well. Now, the memories side of it, which I, the, for me, I love that because, I mean, the big reason this room exists that I'm in now is to document the stories of our communities yeah. and what that looks like and how cool to get to sit down. Now, were you, did you film these, the, the, the memories that are on this website? Yeah, I did, and I kind of... I'm glad I have done that because mm-hmm. it's, um, you know, this kind of is, this keeps those people alive, really, doesn't it? You know, there's nothing yeah. better than a moving, you know, moving image with mm-hmm. sound to rather than just a, st- a still image is fantastic. But if you can get them on film as well, yes. brilliant. But yeah, I did. And it was and it wasn't done in any kind of professional kind of capacity. It was a case of, right, camera's been used for taking pictures whack it into video mode put a mic on let's just grab this Mm -hmm. now i think now having had a bit of time out with you know the pandemic and not been able to get in front of these people i've invariably invested in some different kit been doing more video work i know that i would do them a little bit different now but that's not the be all and end all the fact is Mm -hmm. they're captured on on camera anyway yeah yeah but that that's awesome 3945portraits.com uh go there it is i mean if for no other reason then the imagery is absolutely stunning. So good work. You, it's Thank beautiful. You. I, uh, if I, if I had the opportunity to even get close to this, it'd be a, a, a treat. So, <laughs> but mate, it, but it's so, so, and I'm not just saying this, it is so simple. Mm-hmm. That's the magic of it. It is so, so simple. Well, and you have a few, simple. a few pictures on here where it's the veteran holding their print. Beautiful. That oh is yeah. So yeah. Cool. Just with the, taken with a phone yeah. or something like that. When yep. yeah, but it's just so yeah. cool to see them have that yeah. portrait of themselves how fantastic and that's that really so important cool. as well because you know what there's so many people i've seen before doing this veterans i met when i when i first met them mm-hmm. and you say that oh you're going to get a print i'll it'll be mounted and what have you and you can almost see that dismissive kind of expression sometimes i don't know everyone <laughs> right. but a lot of them you can yeah. and they're like oh really i've heard that before that kind of a look mm-hmm. because it is crazy how many times these people have been photographed and promised they'd get a print and, and it never materialized. Oh man! And I think that's one of the things about why, I mean, you asked me earlier on, how did it kind of, you know, how did I get to meet them? Or I think mm-hmm. you asked, and uh, it was a case of that, that doing a good thing spreads within the veterans world. And the fact that I delivered, you know, yeah. when I said to get a print, they got a print. 
and the fact that I did that, that spread across the the, the veterans world of like, if he says he's going to do it, he does it. Mm-hmm. And I'd say that to anybody, if you're going to do a project, if you say you're going to do something for somebody, just do it because it's, it's the right thing to do anyway. But if you don't, <laughs> you're making it doubly hard for the next person who comes along that wants to do it for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, I love it. Mm. I think it's beautiful. And uh, keep you. going, um, clearly. Oh, know, I will. As soon as you can, I get will. more of that. <clears throat> All mm. right. Let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about the nature of the world right now. Um, it's, <laughs> okay. it's crazy. I mean, we're in the middle of, uh, globally, I, I mean, I'm 41. I've not been around too long. But uh, I, I never, ever thought that we would see this kind of a... Uh, orchestrated uh lockdown you know to to the point mm-hmm. that everyone in the world has some level of of don't go outside at, at yeah, some yeah, level yeah. um what yeah. do you think that has done i mean we'll, we'll get a little bit broad but we can get down into the photography world too but what do you think it's done to uh our psyche as a people uh i think um well, the the first thing that came to my mind when you when you said about the you know people having lockdown and restrictions mm-hmm. and stuff is that this whole thing I think has it's brought out the very best and the very worst of people. Totally. That was my yep. initial initial thoughts. But maybe maybe that was early on when those initial restrictions were kind of coming. I mm-hmm. think the mindset has changed now, and there's there's a lot more acceptance of it within the majority. I would say mm. that at the moment there are some kind of restrictions. Um, but I think more than anything, having those restrictions, which you know, in the worlds that we all live in, is just something we're not used to right. at all. I think it has made us, certainly has made me, my wife, and people I know very close, it's made us appreciate the things that we really took for granted. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, just simple little pleasures that we have in life of being able to go out, go and be able to spend time with a friend or yeah. go and visit a certain place or go out for a meal just simple little things i mean going out for a meal you know you could call that elaborate but just simple little things like being able to go somewhere that you want to go yeah little things like that which i kind of hope that i don't once we do get the restrictions released and Mm -hmm. we can start getting back to a normal lifestyle again i hope that i never take those things for granted again yeah we we should learn from this definitely um one Mm. of the things that i've seen that really uh is a positive is the the advent of now the phone call has almost exclusively turned visual you yeah. know that with apple you've got the facetime um you could zoom i mean the fact that we are face to face right now from across the world yeah. is phenomenal and you know i've got some family that anytime there's a phone call it's actually a video call yeah that's something that we never did before and that's kind of a neat. blessing yeah it's been a, it's been a real blessing being able to see people mm-hmm. you know on screen and it's it's made people who would never have embraced it right. before embrace it yeah so that that's there's a lot of good come out of it there's obviously a lot of you know upset and negativity and stuff like that around but i think there's a lot of good going to come from it mm-hmm. if i if i do put my positive head on for a moment it's um <laughs> there's a lot of good from it and this this video side of things is yeah. You know, we've got people who are maybe technophobes who are embracing it, which is brilliant, you know. So, yeah, yeah. I'm all for that. I mean, it, it has uh, increased the uh, the plastic surgery world as well because people have started <laughs> having to look at themselves more and they realize the they filters. don't like something, right? 
<laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Um, how in the world did you get started in the the uh, sport of competition bodybuilding? Oh, you know, I've, wow, you have looked into <laughs> me, haven't you? Hey, I've always loved it. I've really? always, always loved it. Yeah, I remember when I was a kid, I was Saturday morning when it wasn't school. I'm watching TV in the morning. A film came on, Hercules in New York, I think it was, and it was Arnold Schwarzenegger, <laughs> whose name then they called him Arnold Strong because they said the Schwarzenegger name would never catch on. Uh, well, I was it like, worked. wow, look at that. That's amazing. And I've always, always liked it always like bodybuilding and i just oh when i was old enough to go to a gym i went to a gym and yeah just yeah um, i loved it, it, I, really, it takes... I, I kind of i miss it but i don't miss it now well the work i kind of done that. the work right <laughs> my uh my... Oh, do you know the trouble is craig if i go to a gym now mm-hmm. i know if i say right i'm just gonna go to the gym now and just do an all over body workout nice and simple keep fit It'll never happen. I'll go there. Then I'll start to say, right, on Monday, I'll do chest. Tuesday, I'll do back. When I was like, no, Glenn, you're not bodybuilding anymore. I just can't, you know, I can't just pick it up and do this. I've got to just say, right, right. if I do it, I'm going to have to do it proper. Oh, man. My brother-in-law um, did it when he was young in his early or late teens and early 20s. And yeah. he told me about the stuff, the, the diet, the water, all the crazy you got to do yeah, for competition. Yeah, yeah. And it's, yeah. it's wild. Um, you posted, I think it was today, on Instagram, uh-huh. a story about being bullied as a kid in school. Wow! Yeah, yeah. Do, do you want to really do you want to talk about that? Man, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Smudge, the kid called Smudge. <laughs> was that actually what he me. called? What he was called? It was it was his well his, his his yeah his nickname. You know, his kid called Smudge. He was it was a typical school bully. Yeah. You know, and I was ju- I just so happened to be the little target that he kind of kind of went or one of the many targets rather that he kind of went for and uh it was just one of the yeah he made he made a you know, a, a spell at school a bit of a hell for me really mm-hmm. but the, the, like i say in that story that you've obviously read today the the best revenge it was just the best <laughs> it just you just couldn't have written it when you know years later here i am bodybuilding i'm i've gone from this little kid of 10 stone 140 pounds i've gone to nearly 270 pounds and you know of muscle and i'm just right. i was yeah I, I was i was i was a big lad you know I was, i've got stretch marks under my armpits to prove it Do you know what i mean i was a big lad so i'm in this the, it just so happened that the competition was being held in the my my hometown of when I was a kid. So I've gone back. I spent some time living at my mom's for the week in the, in the run up to the competition. So in that week, I'm going to the gym just to kind of just, you know, just keep, keep, keep things going ready for the show. And I'm in there the one day and I was, I was by far the biggest person in the gym. And then this guy's what this guy's walked in and straight away. I mean, you never forget the bully at school. Do you, you never forget? No. Him. He's walked in. I've gone straight. I mean, this was years later. I went, that's smudge. That's smudge. And he was just, he was just nothing. You know what I mean? He was nothing. I've seen more meat on a chicken's top lip. He was just tiny. So he then goes into the, goes onto the bench and he's lying down and, and he says, oh, excuse me, can you, can you, can you spot me on this? Like, and he's yeah, got yeah, no, no clue who you are. He had no idea. He said, can you spot me on this? Yeah, yeah, no worries, mate. So I went over and I'm kind of just, t- I, I kind of stepped up and I'm towering above him. Because you got he's like he's flat on his bench, and either side of where you lie down, you've got these foot plates that the yeah. person spotting stands on to then lift it oh, up. Oh, if you get up high, yeah. So I stand on it and I'm massive above him like this. And as I grab the bar and just lift it off the racks a little bit, he's holding it ready to for me to let go so we can carry on. That's when I look down at him and I says, Smudge, right? And yeah, I said, I'm Glenn Jewish. Do you remember me? And he went, 
uh, as he's there holding the bar like this, he's going, uh, no. I said, you used to bully me at school, mate. <laughs> Did I? Yeah, yeah. And then I just went, <laughs> just let go. So he's like, uh. and then I just stepped down and walked away, carried on training. Oh, man. Whereas, whereas really what I should have done was been there ready. Come on, mate. One, uh -huh. two, three. Yep. Nah, you're getting nothing, mate. You're getting nothing from me. <laughs> And that was just the best revenge. I was like, inside, I was, I was high-fiving myself and everything. It was just fantastic. <laughs> now, so, how long ago was yeah. this? Oh, this some, God, some that was years. when I was... That's quite a while ago now, so mm -hmm. I'd probably say that was about... When was I, that competition? That was actually one of my first competitions. So I was only 22, 21, 22, something like that. So it was wow. years ago. Yes, I like that. So. <laughs> <laughs> um... So the thinking of that, you know, the, the whole point of that is, uh, well, I, I kind of take the, the bullying thing. We, we need to just teach our children and, and people how to just be kind. It can't be that hard. Yeah. Don't be a jerk. Mm -hmm. You don't have to like everyone. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be everyone's friend. Just don't be a jerk. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where do you see uh, social media and the, the access to people so quickly? <sighs> playing a role yeah. in that i mean is it just are, are we so far down the road that that's just an inevitable now or is there a comeback from this i, I kind of social media it's it's it can be a blessing and a curse really can't it it's you know with the it's it's a necessity it's pretty much a necessity really for mm -hmm. if you're in business you've got to be on there um but i don't know some of the stuff you see it's just like really you know it's right. given a voice it's given a voice to people who invariably would have just been told to shut up you know mm -hmm. what i mean but this mm -hmm. voice is there they can just type away and just say whatever they want and get it out there and they and it's a it's a fa it's faceless they're chickens really they, yeah. these are the these are the bullies from school that nobody's bothered now they're sat at their home as sad as they are sat at their home in their vest and underpants and just typing away just having a go at people <laughs> Because it's faceless. Yeah. Do you know what? I don't, did, you ever, did you ever see the thing I posted once about me contacting somebody who had a go at me on social media? And no. I found out. I did, I did a bit of a taken. I know who you are. <laughs> uh -oh. I have skills. And I can find. And I located this guy. I found him. And I phoned him. Oh, that was just brilliant. And it was kind of, kind of social media-ish. Mm -hmm. He brought something from my web store. He'd, he'd ordered it. And he hadn't got his link. For some reason, something had gone on. He, he paid, but the link to download it hadn't happened. Mm -hmm. So he contacts me and says, uh, I paid for this. And it was straight away. He was on it. You know, typical faceless kind of put. Right. Straight away, there was no kind of, oh, I paid for it. Could I possibly have it? It was like, you did this. You did If you don't send me the link now, I'm going to beep, 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 you know. <laughs> so I was like, right. So I replied to him saying, look, not a problem. I said, obviously, something's gone wrong. I'll send you the link. If you're like, no, don't send me the link now. This is outrageous. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just go for you on social media tell people you're really bad i was like oh what? wow yeah and there was a few expletives in there so i thought right here we go come on <laughs> google so i i literally just dived in there and i managed to find out i even had a picture of his house that's what's good i mean i got that i got his phone number he was he was in the there's, in fact, there's another story as well i've got mate social media you've got me going now but i literally i rang this bloke up and uh, he answered the phone all sheepish, you know, typical. On, online, he's like a tiger. <laughs> right. When I ring him, he's all sheepish. <laughs> and I said, uh, he went, hello. I went, hello. You know, I won't say his name. I said, um, Glyn Jewis here. Uh, uh, right. I said, what? Uh, do you want me to send you the link? 
He went, why are you ringing me? Why are you ringing me? Beep, 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 beep. Just give my money back. And he just went for it and then put the phone down. And I was like, oh, okay. But I thought, mm. But then another story, I, I posted a picture going back. This is going back way back now, Craig. <laughs> I, did a picture, I did a picture of my friend who owned a farm at the time. I did a picture of him in his workshop in the evening with the sunlight coming through. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Really happy with it. Posted it online. Next morning, I get an email from a guy who was in the States, and he says, you effing, you know, whatever. He mm-hmm. said, that's a direct copy of such and such a picture. Uh, how dare you do that? You're just cheap, blah, blah. I just went into one. So I replied to him saying, um, I don't know what you mean. It's just a picture of my friend and whatever. But before this happened, I'm going all over the place here. But before this <laughs> happened, I remember speaking to Scott Kelby, and we were just chatting the one time, and he was telling me about people who write nasty comments. Mm-hmm. He said, but if they write them on your blog, the best thing is you can change their comment. Oh, said, go edit it for them? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so this guy wrote this comment on my blog, proper abusive comment. So I changed it. From, I changed it to something like, hey, Glenn, I've just seen that new picture you've posted. I love it. It's just <laughs> like this other photographer's work, such and such and such and such. So I changed it to that, posted it up. He replies to it in the comment section. Oh, you think you're clever, do you? He says, changing my comment, you come to America and we'll punk you. Blah, blah, blah. Wow. Really going for it. And so I changed that one. Oh, forgot to say, Glenn, hey, if you come to America, I'd love to show you around. And, and that was <laughs> never, never heard from him again. So again, you know, without without losing your rag and right. becoming the same as them, giving it you what? Just yeah. by a bit of, sort of stepping back thinking, well, how can I deal with this? That's hilarious. Never heard from him again. Yeah. So. Well, and, social media, yeah. that's a long answer, wasn't it? But yeah, social media, blessing and a curse. <laughs> it is one of those things we, we need, <laughs> yeah. I think. I think we need, maybe we don't, who knows. Um, mm. What has the, uh, in thinking of pictures, <clears throat> the the camera systems in these little devices we carry around with us all the time. Oh, yeah. This thing that's we call a phone. It's not really a phone. It does much more. Nice. But the camera. camera are, you can make a phone call on. Yeah. What has that done to the <laughs> photography world? Has it? Has it hurt it? Helped it? Uh, I don't. I don't think it's hurt it at all. In fact, if anything, I think it's helped it. Yeah, I really do think it's helped it because more people are wanting to take pictures. Um, so yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, we know there are certain jobs that have kind of been made redundant because of these things. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? because yeah. you know, a lot, a lot, of, a lot of people kind of the news news for instance they've got rid of a lot of the people who would go out reporting or stuff because now they're relying on the the public who are there yeah. at the time to show the stuff and away you go um i don't think it's hindered them i i love them i love it mm-hmm. you know like chase jarvis used to say you know the best camera you have is the one with you absolutely yeah and, i, I and love having it with our, me. at yeah. our old house we had a, the staircase was full of pictures memory we called it our memory wall mm-hmm. full of pictures that would never have been taken had i not had that that's awesome. Because 90% of the pictures on the wall were taken with my phone. Mm-hmm. So, and it's so cool that we so have the option to do that because it really is kind of nuts to think about. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Definitely. Has Photoshop gotten too good? No, not at all. It's not, it's I, I almost, it's not good enough. There's always more. Are, that are you can okay? Do. And there that is. Excites that, <laughs> Come that on, excites Glenn. excites me how good. <laughs> no, I, I know. And I, I live in that thing. So I'm. I, I don't I, I don't claim to be as detailed as you remotely, but um I I like you know, I live in the whole creative cloud. The yeah. fact that they now have a one button, now it's not perfect, but it's darn close. Sky replacement. Yeah. 
That's yeah, 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 that's yeah. insane. Now, I mean, wow, the stuff we've done cause forever some, caused some issues, but. and that was released. Wow, <laughs> it's cool. Yeah. A friend it's of cool, mine, yeah, a friend yeah. of mine in Minnesota, uh, John Gropman, he's a, a photographer I've met years back, and we become good friends. Uh, he mm. sent me a picture the other day. He said, "I need to change the 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 sky of this." So, what what do you think? And I said, <clears throat> "Go make sure you have the latest version of Photoshop, and go down yeah, yeah. here and push this button, and then watch what happens." Yeah. And he yeah. sent me some swear words back. <laughs> it's so it's like, simple. What? Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, it is yeah. it is really really good, very very good. I mean, the technology behind it is outstanding. It really is, and it it excites me. It mm -hmm. really does excite me. But you know, here's I mean, Craig earlier on you mentioned about the book that I've I've yeah. just finished, and it's all to do with selections. Now look in selections, you know, there you go. Sky replacement. Ordinarily, we're about to make a selection. We've got select subject. Mm -hmm. We've got object selection, all these things. Well, now there's refined you know hair button. Doesn't matter how good they are, I still think we still need to have the skills in the hands to be able to do stuff because, you know, they they they, they all work fantastic on the right image. Yeah. But if yeah. you don't put the right image in, you need to refine mm -hmm. it, and that's where the skills come in. So fantastic that they're developing all this stuff. You know, I applaud it. I want to see it, but it doesn't replace having the skills. It really doesn't. I just remembered why i found you oh you uh -huh. had a video years ago and i'm just looking to see if i can find it quick i doubt it. it's probably been too long um on how to cut out hair and you had this oh. a, a male um oh the like, male like, athlete like a, yeah 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 with yeah. longish Sean hair Stafford, his name was. Yeah. Um, and that's why i found you and i thought ah, this guy's got to be able to do it because i i do a lot of composite work and uh -huh. hair is a pain in the butt or was. I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you said that because I actually came up the other day when I finished the book, mm -hmm. I uploaded it to publishers and that one day. The next morning I woke up thinking of two new ways to do hair. Really? So I added I added that into the book. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm quite excited about that. Nice tease. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> but that I, I, um let's see here. I'm five years back now. Um yeah, and yes, um you had a lion six years ago. Jeez, yeah. I've been following you for a while. Jesus, yeah. But Thank that you. was and your um your your uh cartoony look. Yeah, seven years ago oh, yeah, you put yeah, yeah. that video up. Seven. Wow, that's scary. Man. And, and that was that scary. revolutionary and phenomenal. And I, I learned a lot and I still use some of it. And said, Oh, Glenn said that. We'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> your body resizing thing. Like you create characters. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Was yeah. that just a, a, a fun project you tried? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Just just a bit of fun, just doing something different. I think because I, I was doing a lot of work then with um, a guy in in Germany, Calvin Hollywood. I was doing some workshops with him, and it was a kind of style that his his assistant at the time, an incredibly talented guy called Gabor Richter, an amazing guy, and he was doing those kind of things. So we were all doing that kind of stuff together, really. Um, yeah, good times. That was good times. Fascinating. Uh, I, I I love the the options in Photoshop, but I also tell people they're like, oh, should I buy it? said so, well only if you have a plan because it's mm. it's not you open it up and you're lost unless you know what you're doing it's yeah, yeah, yeah. very complex it's extremely powerful but yeah um it's uh hold on me can be a little bit overwhelming yeah. uh sorry i just had someone look at me for a minute <laughs> and i had to see <laughs> what they were trying to do i have a i have a window i'll switch to this camera so you can see that that's the other view. So back through that window in there is my uh, 
my studio. Oh wow! And this uh, is a proper setup, isn't it? Yeah, it's, and so that's my other spot that because I do a we, we produce a racing show out of the studio at Class Racing wow. today, and uh, it's a guy from New Jersey and a guy from here, and then whoever else we get on that show. It's, it's kind of wild. Impressive. <laughs> but yes. someone just poked her head in that glass and said, "Hey, I need something." <laughs> <laughs> so, um, the uh, the oh Photoshop, how how complex it is. But it really is mm-hmm. useless. It, it's like a it's like a complex camera in manual mode. Mm-hmm. If you don't know what to do, you're gonna yeah. get garbage. And what makes it even harder is there's not just one way of doing something. <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. You know I mean? So it's a case of well, what do I do? Well, yeah. what do yeah, you like? To exactly. Do? It's like oh no, that doesn't help me. <laughs> right. Yeah, but he said yeah. to do it this way. Yeah, but you can also do it this way and get mm-hmm. the same result, or this way and get the same. It's yeah. like oh no. Are Are you a so, keyboard shortcut guy? Are you a macro user? Um, yeah, but I'm not an actions person, really. I've got maybe two or three actions mm-hmm. I've made myself, and that's it. But, yeah, I do I do a lot of keyboard, uh, keyboard shortcuts, yeah. Uh, when I was at uh, Adobe Max in 2015, um, I sat in on a couple classes that I, you know, these people are big time. I'm not going to say their name because I was unimpressed with some of the, um, the, the stuff <laughs> oh, they did. Tell me after. Um, right? <laughs> and... <laughs> um, what I was frustrated with is it's not hard to say you can go up here and click on, you know, select and then scroll down and click on this drop down and click here, or yeah, yeah. you can push shift, whatever. Yeah. Say that, just say that once, but no, this, this, our class, this person is going through and I mean, they're wasting gobs of our time. Go up here, click on this drop down, slide down, click on that. And yeah, look, now we can go here. Now, I'm okay to show people because you need to know where it's at, but show them the fast way to do it. Yeah. And, and I, I hear Show people, them the long hand and then tell yeah. them right. And that's what, but from now on, I'm going to use this. Correct. Yes. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And so th- that, that just kind of drives me crazy. Um, I've gotten to watch <laughs> recently um, uh, Unmesh Dinda from India. Yeah, yeah, I know Unmesh. Uh, yeah, yeah. F- uh, I, love his, I love his style. Um, but he does that. He talks about, you know, here's how you get there but I like to use it this way. And it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of a cool concept, but I was frustrated because I went and sat in this hour-long class to learn something, and I didn't. And, and all I thought was, you know, that's long, you know? And mm-hmm. I, I'm certainly not, you know, these people are good. They produce great content. So you're right. There's 15 ways to do it. Yeah. But I think as an educator, you should at least try to give people a shortcut. Maybe. Mm -hmm. And that's what I like about your stuff is you, you do give options. You throw out ways. It's also, I I know for, you know, it it is sometimes it's difficult to know where to pitch it as well. Do you know what I mean? Because I know that, you know, a very good friend of mine, Jesus Ramirez, who's fantastic at teaching Photoshop. He got the the Photoshop training channel. Mm -hmm. Now I know one of the first times he was teaching at Adobe max, you know, and, and Jesus knows a lot of stuff. He's really, really good, but he goes there doing his class and he got, he got a bad rating the very first time was because, you know, he was saying to people, okay, so we've got an image open in Photoshop, blah, 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 blah. But there was people in that class, one extreme to the other, because some people were saying, how do I open an image? How do I get an image into Photoshop? Right. Yeah. So, you know, you've got to really, it's in places like that, it can be a real challenge to pitch it at the right level. And that's one of the reasons I stopped doing workshops and I, you know, um, was because, you know, you're going to get, if you say to people, oh, you need to be at this level, mm. or you need to be intermediate. Yeah, that's true. Or yeah. you know, don't be, a, don't be, you know, or, mm-hmm. or uh, you know, uh, what, how do you judge yourself? 
do you say you're advanced? I'm not a beginner. No, yeah, I'm not a that's, beginner. that's that's a really you know good I mean? point. So, yeah. So how yeah. how do you pitch it? So that's why I stopped doing them because I didn't I didn't feel I always felt there was somebody mm-hmm. who wasn't going to get out of it what they wanted. Be it the person who is the beginner mm-hmm. who got completely lost, or the person who's been doing it for a while who got bored. Okay. <laughs> Very yeah. difficult. Yeah. Well, I okay. I uh, I'll Tell retract some of my. <laughs> I'll, I'll retract some of my complaint. Um, no, no, I, I get what you're saying. I I, 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 I just expected because I mean the the work this guy does is phenomenal the end result mm-hmm. and i just i don't know i guess i expected a little bit more um deep dive and yeah. clearly it was aimed at the the more the beginner which mm. and again i i know this much of it so i'm clearly not yeah, an expert, nobody, but, nobody's ever going to admit they're right. a beginner <laughs> that's true really that's i don't point. think all right glenn i'm sorry i didn't mean to so i, I apologize <laughs> It wasn't you. <laughs> no apology needed. No, I'm just, I'm just kind of, you know. Yeah. No, no. That, that's Please actually a really good point. After. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk. <laughs> um, outside of the bodybuilding world, what's you don't do that anymore? But hobbies, what do you have? Um. Well, now we've moved. Really, it's a case of oh, life's that's changed. A hobby. You know, life. Yeah, well, yeah. Tell me about it. <laughs> life's changed a lot now. Really. I mean. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a working photographer. I create content. Mm-hmm. It's, it's also a hobby. It's, I, get, I, get, I get paid to do my hobby is how I feel about it because I just love doing it. Do you know what I mean? It's not an effort. I love it. Um, but if we kind of put that aside, what else do I do? Um, I, well, now now I can all do all kinds of things down here in Devon, getting out on the sea in the boat, go walking, taking the dog out when we get a dog, all, all kinds of stuff I can do. You know, it's not... It's, um, yeah, just the older I'm getting, the quieter I want it and the more simple things mm-hmm. I want. In fact, this COVID thing has made me want to do more simple things that before I would have taken for granted, like going for a long walk across Exmoor or across down the coast and do a coastal pass walk, yeah. walk and stuff like that. So yeah. that uh, the, <clears throat> the picture you posted with your bullies comment All is right, okay. gorgeous. Where is that Thank near you. your I'm, home? Those trees with that little tree yeah, growing in the middle. Yeah. So if the, anyone doesn't know where we are, yeah. If anyone doesn't know, go to Instagram. Follow Glenn Dewis on Instagram, and uh, it was posted five hours ago today. Today's March four, two thousand twenty-one. Um, absolutely gorgeous. It looks fake. It's like you you made that up. Uh, I didn't. <laughs> I definitely didn't. So is is that near your house? <laughs> is that close? Yeah, yeah, we're really lucky where we are because we, like I said, we're, you know, in Devon, it's very much a coastal and farming. There's a load of woodland near us as well. So that is literally less than five minutes from my oh, front man. door. That's right. So, yeah, I go for a walk around this wood that woke up this morning. It was just mist. It's so really oh. mist everywhere. So I thought, I've got to go to the wood. And I just went up there with my camera bag, a flask of coffee, and just slowed down and just stood there and saw what happened. You know, see, what did I see? And I used this analogy on a little video I did of it being like an onion skin peeling the layers mm-hmm. of an onion the longer you're there the more layers you take off the mm-hmm. more you start to see and i just happened to see that tree there and it's just like wow it looks like it's being bullied by those yes <laughs> i hate bullies <laughs> but it's still um, standing strong it's still standing yes. strong yeah, that's yeah. fantastic but i mean I'm, this is all part of my my landscape um journey if you like i wanted to see how i wanted because i've got a new video series i'm doing on youtube about my landscape journey mm-hmm. uh, the good the bad the ugly uh, and just seeing how do I get on doing landscapes as a portrait photographer, and mm. I'm really enjoying it. I'm re- there's definitely an overlap between portraits yeah. and landscapes, and I'm I'm fascinated by yeah. it. Yeah. Well, um, 
you probably should, well, I don't know if you've been to South Dakota, but um, we have the Badlands oh, here. Look at that. And I, I too, see, am not... see where I am at the moment, though, mm -hmm. Craig. See, that would overwhelm me. That there would <laughs> overwhelm me. I've, I'm having to, you know, eat, was it say eating? How do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? Right. That's what I'm having to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you know that, that I went out there. It's called the Badlands. Um, and oh, it's yeah. all That's these incredible. just in the middle of kind of nowhere. These outcroppings yeah. just peaked up, and they're gorgeous. Yeah. And from a distance, you know, you get that long shot. It's just cool. Um, yeah. But I, I grew I up in being the, out doing that stuff. Yeah, I, I grew up in uh, mountains of full of timber out on on the Oregon coast, on the uh -huh. west, the, the Pacific Ocean side of the states. And so coming out here in the Midwest now, I live in flat land. I mean, the, the Badlands is rare. Where I'm at, I mean, we're right. we're on the okay. east side where it's flat. I mean, roads don't okay. turn. <laughs> the the turns in wow. roads are corners that you actually change the road. <laughs> so <laughs> it's real special. <laughs> but we like it. It's it's a great place to be right now. And um, do you feel that um, a, another positive of this pandemic, the response to it globally, has really forced us to maybe just be quiet a little bit and, and enjoy, yeah. you know, like, like you're saying, go out and just sit totally. in nature for a minute. That's something that you probably yeah. wouldn't have done a year ago. I no, I, I wouldn't have had the time to, yeah. cause I was always, you know, running all over the place. Whereas this has forced me to slow down. And mm -hmm. I mean, there's, there's a lot of talk. I don't know if it's the same where you are, but there's a lot of talk about mental health these days and yeah. people's, you know, mental well-being and what have you. But I'll tell you what, going out to the woodland there, you're completely free you know, down the road and just going there early in the morning, there's not another soul around and all I can hear is the birds mm. and it's just so peaceful. And wow, that is a tonic. It's an absolute tonic. Yeah. You come away from there. Who cares if I don't get a picture? I come away feeling really good. Right. Really good. Yeah. That's so cool. yeah, that kind of stuff is, you know, realization that 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 kind of stuff is good for us. Mm -hmm. I mean, more people have been exercising for a start. You know, more people get outside and doing running and stuff that wouldn't have done. So I'm sure there's there's so much good come from it that that's people wouldn't have done had it not happened. Yeah, you know, exercising, losing weight, getting out in the fresh air more, and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. Well, this has been a blast for me. Um, <laughs> no, I've enjoyed it. <laughs> it's, it's fun. Uh, do you like to cook? Uh, I yeah, but I'm not very good. There's certain dishes I can do, but my my wife's the magician when it comes to the mm. kitchen. She's just I can open a cupboard and go. Oh, we need to go to the shops and get some food in, and she'll she'll produce a. Three she says, "Give me a minute." Like, where, where, did <laughs> right. that, where did that come from? <laughs> right. So um, yeah, uh, coffee yeah, or, I, coffee I kind or of, tea. I follow Jamie Oliver's oh, yeah. recipes <laughs> yeah. to the T, and they just don't look like yeah. his. Coffee or tea. Yeah. Uh, in the morning, coffee. Definitely have to have my coffee in the morning, and then the rest of the day is tea. Best of both worlds. Best of both worlds. My oldest son is. Uh, he'll be fifteen in August. Um, he has turned into. He likes coffee, but he's turned into this tea person. It's got to be proper tea, though, Craig. None, oh, none of this stuff where it looks like you know some some dust you've got off the floor into a little bag and put that into you. That's <laughs> No, we're talking property. <laughs> yes, my my sister actually bought him for Christmas, um, bags worth of tea, and then yeah. a whole steeper that goes in. Yeah, so it's 
Yeah, it's yeah. kind of special. Nice cup of tea. I said you're gonna Can't have to go to it. England one of these days just to experience real tea. I'm sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Glenn, <laughs> um, I really appreciate you taking the time to hang out Not with at me. All. For it's been a pleasure. A bit. It's nighttime. Are you at almost right? Seven o'clock? Seven something? Yeah, just after seven. That's okay. all right. Not too That's bad. Easy. It's nothing. That's all um, right. Where uh, anything you want to pitch to people? When is your book coming out? Let's do that. Um, well, I mean, if you look on Amazon, it will say the end of June. But if we're talking you know, realistically, it won't be June by the time it's all kind of gone through and gone through the system and mm -hmm. been signed off. So I think we're looking at being available in the US in August. Okay. And it's always the month after that it's available everywhere else. So I would say for US, you're looking at sometime in August. Okay. And it's called the Photoshop Layers and Selections Workshop. There you go. There's a plug. Nice. And uh, the best place to find info on that is glendewis.com? Yeah, on my site or, or Amazon. I, mean, I think Ted from uh, Rocky Nook has done a bit of a write-up on it. But um, I'll, be, I'll be doing loads of stuff about it on the lead-up to it. I'll do like a little video to explain what it's all about as well at some okay. point. So, yeah. uh, is there an audio version of this? <laughs> I nearly said yes then. <laughs> There's an audio book, yeah. Yeah, very good. You nearly got me. Come on. That you are great. joking, aren't you? <laughs> you are joking. Please tell me you're joking. <laughs> well, oh, well, not really, but I can be. <laughs> no? Is that, is that even a thought in, that, in an instruction book like that? You couldn't. You couldn't do that, could you? You'd have to have a video format. You couldn't have a... Surely not. Well, <laughs> yeah, you because you, you're sure. Well, it depends. I mean, if you could incorporate, because I know there, there's a new. Um, well, can you Craig, can you imagine like talking about these new hair techniques I've gone, and then if you just brush there, and and there and, and there, and they're going, where's he talking about? I don't, I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I mean, that reminds me of when I was a kid. I used to, I used to play a lot of snooker. I used to compete in snooker, and I remember watching TV. <laughs> A black and white television when I was a little kid watching this snooker match and the referee the, the boat commentator is going and he's about to go for the blue and he says for those of you watching in black and white that's the one next to the green I was like what okay okay Here, here's yeah. how you do it it's a companion product which is just okay. some snide commentary that runs along beside it that <laughs> would be fantastic yeah, not like that, you fool. Yes. Do this. Yes. <laughs> Don't use that keyboard shortcut. Go the long way around. Right. You've got lots of time. Don't waste it, or or don't <laughs> don't keep it. <laughs> oh man, Glenn oh. Dewis, thank you very much. This has been a pleasure. Yeah. Um, I'd I'd love to thank do it again Greg. once the book's out. It'd be a blast to. Oh, chat yeah, some more. definitely, mate. You got you got my number. Give me a shout. It'd be great. <laughs> Awesome. Just to catch up, and we can record it if you want to, but we can just catch up anyway. That'll be fun, totally. Uh, you, uh, <laughs> I forgot to ask, you don't have children, do you? No, we don't. No, no, we're, uh, we are childless, hmm. but we're looking to get some. Now we've moved here, we've got more time. We can get a couple of dogs. Uh, I guess dogs, that's a good do compromise. Dogs are people too. It is a compromise, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you again. Um, we could. Yeah, I, I keep going, but I, I won't do that to you. <clears throat> but thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, you're welcome. Thoroughly enjoyed chatting, mate. Thank you very much for asking. Absolutely. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Interview. I'm Craig Weinberg. Whymillbank.com. Uh, if you want to support the show, you just have a story to tell. Click, click on the Contact Us page and tell your story. Get us info. We will, we will 
reach out ymailblink.com if you have email comments questions ymailblink at gmail.com have a great day thank you so much for listening and stay safe and check up on your friends and family <laughs>